The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Dancers, Jess here. Welcome back to the Whole Dancer podcast. Today's topic is performance cross training and post performance recovery. Performance time tends to be one when dancers might go overboard with cross training because you don't fully take into consideration the fact that you are pushing yourself further when you're on the stage. You tend to be expending greater amounts of energy because it's all amped up by the adrenaline of the situation and sometimes the stress of the situation. So your body is really going further than just on a typical day of rehearsals and classes. This might be a good time to lighten up on the cardio load. Your stamina for a specific show should have been built up throughout the rehearsal period. So you're probably at a really great point with it by the time the performance comes. You don't want to be working on stamina during tech or staging week. It should already be where it needs to be. So keeping that in mind, if you've got a lot of time leading up to a performance, make sure that you are taking that stamina and cardio component into consideration much, much earlier than the week of the show. Listen to your body. That pre-performance or performance week is when you should be allowing your body the time it needs to recover after shows and rehearsals. If you're already tired, destroying yourself in the gym is not going to help. So you need to remember and keep in mind how you're considering this cross-training component. Are you looking at cross-training as a way to support your dancing, or are you looking to cross-training as a form of punishment or a way to tear yourself down or like burn as many calories as possible and you know destroy body fat? Cross-training for dancers should be about supporting you and bringing you to your peak of performance. For food as well as cross-training, You have to remember that just because your friend might eat a certain way and it's working for her or she exercises a certain amount or does specific activities that seem to be working for her doesn't mean that it's what will work for you or what you should do. We are each so very different and you need to listen to your body and figure out what's going to work for you. Once you've kind of got a wrap on this and you've kind of figured out what is effective, then you can just follow that plan each time. And this does take experimentation and it takes some figuring out at first. But once you've got it down, you'll likely find a plan that will work for you again and again. Maybe the only cross training that you do during performance week is restorative yoga. Hey, isn't that a novel concept? Something that is just restorative and relaxing and gives you some headspace to relax and let your mind drift off and not be so hyper-focused on, you know, performing at a certain level or a certain step or, or series of choreography that you're having a hard time with, but letting your mind have a break from that stress. You should be doing a set of strengthening exercises before a show. So this is to compensate for the fact that you may experience some instability as you're only taking class on stage, 
and not as often in the studio. Sometimes class is shorter on the stage, so you need to take the extra time to prepare yourself for the performance and to really warm up your body for performance. A Pilates mat series is a popular way for dancers to warm up. It doesn't take up a lot of space. All you need is the room on your own mat. And this promotes the control that you need to dance well. And it can also provide a time to center your mindset. Just Google classical Pilates workout for the first 10 exercise mat series. There are 34 in the first classical series. But for your purposes, the first 10 should really be enough. And that's a good quick workout to warm up through the core, but also waking up your arms and your upper back muscles and your leg muscles as well. So you can do that before class on stage, or you can even do it after class. Whatever time is working for you, make it happen to get your body centered before you hit the stage. Now, in terms of performance recovery, A little bit on food. You want to eat complex carbs, healthy protein, healthy fats, sweet potatoes, quinoa, squash, millet, oats, rice. You might look back to the pre-performance fuel ideas from a couple of episodes ago if you need info on what to eat before your show. But this is that post-performance food. You need to replenish electrolytes, sodium, potassium, calcium, bicarbonate, magnesium, chloride, and hydrogen phosphate are the body's electrolytes that will be depleted from performance from, you know, sweating, from breathing and expelling that moisture out through your mouth. All of those things need to be replenished and recompensated for. So you want to eat some electrolyte food sources. These are going to be things like avocado, spinach, sweet potato, wild salmon, pomegranate seeds, coconut water, white beans, bananas, pumpkin seeds, yogurt, kefir, almonds, black beans, dark chocolate. So food sources of electrolytes are a great way to go because they are whole, they are healthy, and they're providing additional nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. Whereas things like Gatorade or sports drinks tend to be high in sugar, and they're not necessarily giving your body what it needs in a healthful way. If you're looking for that electrolyte in a drink, as mentioned in the food sources, go for some coconut water. It's one of the highest... Um, levels of electrolytes that you can find in a naturally occurring vegetable, uh, uh, naturally occurring um, drink, naturally occurring food source. And it has some sugars in it, but these are healthier sugars. These are things that your body can use because you've lost some of that in the performance. Muscle recovery, anti-inflammatory eating, and stress hormone fluctuations are things that you need to consider post-performance as well. This is where those healthy Proteins are going to come into effect for anti-inflammatory. You might employ some spices like turmeric or ginger. And then that stress hormone fluctuation, you're just going to want to really work in some self-care because that's going to help you to manage the stress. Give yourself a positive assessment. Think about what went well in the performance. So often, we just pick out the one or two or however many you can come up with things that you think went horribly and focus on that. That's not going to take you in a positive mindset into your next performance. And if you need some thoughts or some help on getting that positive mindset going, check out the last episode in the Whole Dancer podcast where I talked all about performance mindset and pre-performance mind control. 
Think about what went well. Reflect on the joy of the performance, how much you enjoyed yourself, how much you enjoyed dancing with your friends, and have some gratitude for this performing opportunity because, you know, as young as you might be, it doesn't last forever. And we've got to be grateful for every chance we get to be on stage because they're fleeting and you truly, truly, you'll, you'll hear this a lot as a dancer, but you truly never know when it's going to end. So you've got to find that gratitude for each and every performing experience. As far as that self-care element, take some time to ice your feet, take a relaxing bath, use some essential oils for relaxation or personal massage, or go out on your day off and treat yourself to a massage. So these are some performance cross-training and performance recovery tips. Don't forget to check out some more information on this topic on the Whole Dancer blog. Just visit thewholedancer.com. And if you ever have any questions or specific topics that you would like me to cover, never hesitate to reach out. I would love to hear from you and I will read and respond to every email. You can email me at just at thewholedancer.com or info at thewholedancer.com. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.